Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. They will do 10% off your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan and I'm joined by Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Well, this is our summer diary, the Euro Ball. But given that we went long on the Euro chat on the other part of this podcast, we've decided to do the Leeds bit in this. So this is the Euro Ball, Leeds version. <laughs> I'm still putting stickers in the book, by the way. I am listening. But I will not be uh, distracted from this much more important task, trying to peel Declan Rice off the backing. As one door opens, another one closes. Alioski on the way out. Freed up the number 10 shirt that seems to have gone to Rafinha. If the eagle-eyed among us who spotted the 10 on his shorts in the training videos are, uh, are correct in thinking that. Would he jump on his inflatable unicorn as quickly? And, uh, and Furpo's come in. So do you want to do the in or the out first? Let's do the out. Yeah. Bless him. Bless, bless. It's funny. He's still not said goodbye. It's kind of the tone everyone says it in. And he did get a goodbye from the club, though, didn't he? But he hasn't said it. No, he's not said anything. He's retweeted and reposted every sort of Instagram mention from all the other players, but has not said anything himself about, yeah, actually, see ya. Well, there, there is a vibe that the offer is still on the table and he might yet come back. But that would be so weird, wouldn't it, to have him go, do you know what, actually, I will sign that and I will join up with you, but obviously I can't have my number 10 shirt anymore because Rafinha's pinched that. I'm just putting a... Which I'm pleased I'm pleased about, by the way. I think we should have a number 10 that's Rafinha and not Alioski, and that's no slight on Alioski's character. I'm no. just putting in um, an Austrian player next to Marco Anatovic, who is uh, in the album Upside Down because of the things he said about Gianni. <laughs> and his mother. And his mother. So sad to see him go then, assuming that he doesn't do a 180 on this. I think so. We've talked before about the risk of him outstaying his welcome if he was going to be our first choice left back. And, and I mean, it's been made perfectly clear to him this week that if he was to stay, he would not be our first choice left back. Which I think is for the best, probably. But you can't. I mean, if every signing we made was as successful as Gianni Alioski, we would be doing bloody well because we didn't pay very much for him. He played absolutely loads of games. He got us promoted. He had a good season in the Premier League. And he makes dolphin noises. And he makes dolphin. And he's brought a good bit of. Um, amusement over the years hasn't he I know he's had games where he's incredibly frustrating and when he used to play on the wing he was more or less always offside which was quite hard to accept when you're watching it week in week out you go just look across but look him, across the line imp- his improvement was undeniable it was and he like I say what did we pay for him a couple of million was it probably less than that about one and a half I think one much so he he goes with everyone everyone's blessing I think doesn't he as long as he doesn't go to Galatas right now which yeah. it, that seems to have died down now doesn't it that rumour so yeah Hopefully he can just drift off to somewhere in Europe and we can we can just have a fond memories of him. The end result as well, and it was um we touched on this with uh, Jackie Harrison's sort of overall cost basis and what we paid in loan fees and wages and all that overall over the years got us promoted. Yeah. And 
if you add up the amount of money we pissed up the wall on players in the years before Gianni Alioski came along, you can't really argue with um, with what he cost, how it ended up, what results we, we had from the whole situation. He came, he played games, he was an integral part of a team that got Leeds United back into the Premier League after 16 years and I'm opening another pack of stickers and you can't stop me. I think with um, Alioski, what you see is a player who was playing at about his ceiling, given that he's 29 years old now. I wonder how much more improvement there was left for him to make under Bielsa. And he, I just think he's not a, a specialist left back either. And with the wing options we now have, he's never going to get a game on the wing anymore. So he's reduced to being a left back and I don't think he's necessarily that good at it mm. overall. He's done absolutely fine for us when he's played there. And I think he's 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 kind of accept, become an acceptable Premier League left back. But I wonder if that is almost because of the system we play and how good we are generally. Like if, if he was thrown into Crystal Palace at left back, I don't know how he'd look. That's and that's that's almost trying to work out where he is as an individual as opposed to how he fits into our team. I've got the Croatia shiny, but then if you look at the clubs that he's being linked with now, yeah, Roma, Roma, Roma's, clubs are uh, idiots though. You've got to remember this. That's true. Uh, Roma, Milan, Napoli have been sort of in the frame for a long time as uh, one of the clubs supposedly after him. So yeah, Syria and Europe. I mean, it's a bit weird. I mean, Syria kind of still has the reputation from the 1990s, which is perhaps not uh, true anymore. There's such a big gap between good players like um, Ronaldo Vieira at the top end and then, you know, Marco Silvestri is now a very good Serie A goalkeeper and, um, you know, Massimo Cellino can get a, a, a football club promoted into <laughs> that division and then relegated out of it again. So there's a real variation of quality in Serie A and it's probably a little bit less a slightly lower standard than it's not uh, as um, Premier League. hell for leather is it I think that's another thing no that's true as well so um, but it is still like we are in a strange situation where we're, we're potentially exchanging left backs with Barcelona and AC Milan which if you told us that in the year 2000 uh, admittedly I mean who was playing left back for would it Maldini or somebody I don't know the status that's involved is is exactly what we want to be doing of course we want to be having transfers with Milan and Gazumping uh, Milan now Barcelona yeah well when we spoke to um, Dermot Corrigan who's the athletic Spanish football writer he's based out in Spain over on the Phil Hay show he was saying Leeds and Barcelona and AC Milan basically all swimming in the same financial water at the minute because we're on the up and up we don't have a huge amount of overheads whereas Barcelona have gone full Ridsdale and gone mental and needs to trim their wage bill to the tune. I think Dermot said, was it 200 million euro or something like that? They need to cut it down by. And that Messi's going to basically have to take a 90% pay cut if he wants to stay. He's going to have to do it as a favour because he doesn't want to uproot his family and so on and so forth. And they've not been able to register players yet until they get in line with the Spanish FFP. So it's fascinating to see that they're, they're very much over the crest of a hill and on some sort of wild downslope where we don't know where it ends yet. Italy's not looking in particularly rude health at the minute either, is it? No, and France's TV deals collapsed as well. We're just waiting for the Premier League to collapse, yeah. really. That's, that's to us soon. where kind of the, the next one's to go. Well, let's just wait until we've committed, I don't know, three or four hundred million quid to rebuilding Ellen Road, and then it can go then if it wants. <laughs> you said that about Messi doesn't want to uproot his family, but um, he's, we know he's a big fan of Newell's and Marcelo Bielsa, and um, he can get him through the difficulties of living in beautiful Weatherby. Uh, could, could possibly still be tempted there's not much that, that much difference between 
sort of Western North Yorkshire and Catalonia. Mind you, the um, state of the club's finances. Are you a little bit worried at all? Our yeah. club. Well, you see, you know, Junior Furpo when we signed him, could they afford to put, put 50p in the meter? Because he was, he was mincing, Turn around, the lights on. mincing around in the dark, wasn't he, the poor sod? Put a light on so he doesn't want to bump into stuff in the cop. It's like all our players have to go through like a crystal maze challenge. They unleash them <laughs> underneath the stand and it's like, can you find a light switch? He's on the M621. He's gone wrong. <laughs> Follow the light until you can find the pitch. It's your first cognition test. I enjoyed that though, actually. I enjoyed seeing... Under the cop, she's like, oh, back there soon. It's, there it's exciting. Hopefully with the lights on. Yeah, you'd hope so when you're from a health and safety perspective anyway. We did see them playing, um, were they playing FIFA in there as well? Was it? Was that Alioski and um, Pascal Strauch? I think at one point for a high sense promotion, they were mm. they were playing playing FIFA on a big screen under there, which yeah. seems slightly odd. Still waiting for the pints to pour. Meal deal too, still it's bubbling away. I, t- I tweeted a photo out from the Square Ball account actually when I went in for my, uh, my second jab at, at the pavilion. At the, uh, the start of this week, and even though, as I said many times in this podcast, drive through, uh, drive through, and past the stadium multiple times a week, just seeing it up close because I parked in the car park, you know, like the um, the park and ride. They've set a little bit of it aside for COVID parking, so drove around the back of Ellen Road and parked right behind the cop. Had a little flutter of the heart because I got close to it, and that bit of the at the back of the cop now, there's just a bit of spare land where the old uh, haulage firm used to be, where the park and ride ends, and now a new cop will be and I just 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 a little bit goes this is exciting I'm excited to be here it won't be long before we're back in it's what six seven weeks now until the Everton game and um we'll get to go inside down the road and get a cry I mean we think we will at the moment this this government has been known to change its mind on things so yeah. we will see but um yeah the prospect of going back in is that is essentially I disagree with the decision to reopen things completely at this stage but then another bit of me goes yeah but Ellen Road, so fuck him. <laughs> I'm willing to take my chances. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it actually happens. But it's um... just well, just make sure you know you'll be double jabbed by then. You think you are double jabbed now, aren't you? So mm-hmm. am I. Moscow, you're not far off. Just don't go Wayne Rooney and start licking any grannies. That's just got got to make sure you just keep it keep it tight. I feel like the stadium bit is probably all right because that's very outdoorsy. But the um, the kind of concourse areas and stuff at Ellen Road, are, as is shown by the need to redevelop it are very old fashioned and it is it is like incredibly cramped in those toilets and stuff so and I, I mean I can I can attest to the smell in there that it is not well ventilated it sm- <laughs> the, smells like death doesn't it whether or not the steam the steam clouds of piss will <laughs> kill off any virus or add to it I'm not quite sure I've got visions of the you know San Francisco 49ers being given, given a tour of the ground when it's like not not when it's empty when it's all being sanitised and stuff, like you know, like, you know, when Ofsted come in for the day mm. and the teachers are all on their best behaviour, but like we want to see it in in its natural state, like in the wild on a match day, and there's <laughs> cigarette smoke circling up and the smell of piss hanging in the Harry air. Marati, like, oh, <laughs> what the? F- it's very humid in here. Is that is that hot piss? It is lovely. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming from <laughs> coming from the California valleys and all that. We're all, <laughs> all going to be going into autumn dealing with the Elland Road variant, aren't we? <laughs> no vaccine can beat it. <laughs> Is it transmitted by piss fumes? <laughs> the old uh, Elmer variant. Oh, we shouldn't laugh, I know, but Christ, we've got after after the year and a half. Piss that fumes we, are funny. The, There's no the, worries there. After the year and a half that we've had, it will be nice just to get back to some. Just going back to um, some sort of normality. Going back to the uh, Euro semi-final chat. I know I'm crossing the streams here, especially with them. Um, we're back to Matterface again. But part of his big speech at the end was always saying, "After the 18 months that England have had, we deserve this." You deserve this. I was thinking Denmark don't 
like, yeah. fuck them. They've had it's quite a, bad time. Also, it's, I mean, it has been a pandemic. It's, it's worldwide. It's, yeah. it's not just, anyway, besides I'm, I'm the sure. Virus. I'm sure the Scottish viewers who are watching it were agreeing wholeheartedly with what Matterface was saying and so on and so forth. So it, was, it just seemed a very strange thing to be uh, to be selecting um, which country should be rewarded on the back of a worldwide pandemic. Get your numbers. I want to see your numbers. <laughs> Going back to uh, to Furpo, it seems like um, a really intelligent lad. It seems like he's got a little bit of something about him. Quite thoughtful, you know, the fact that very good at the old English, as we said before, better than Bielsa in that regard, which is sickening, isn't yeah, it? We, sickening that Bielsa still is here and isn't speaking the Queens all the time. We said it before on the Extra Ball, which we recorded yesterday, so only select people will, will hear that conversation. The cool kids. The cool kids. Um, but yeah, the, we were talking about on there how the fact that he can make self-deprecating jokes in English. In um, I was thinking about it further. It's not like, you know, he's been playing in Spain for years. I don't know when he's had to use this conversational English, but he's exceptional at it. And again, the fact that you, I don't know how to make jokes in Spanish. I can say I can order a beer or whatever and um, con whiskey, whiskey con aqua, whiskey and water was that was taught to say. And a little bit of, you know, I know Crankenhouse. Could you, could you, be, tra- could you be translated that for us? Because it was, really, it was really tricky to work out what you meant. So all that stuff. But yeah, the idea of being able to sort of say, you know, well, this is what I hope I'll bring to the team. If Well, if I can get into the team, if I'm even good enough, I have to. So that's like, wow, that's a, a really strong start. And it does um, bode well just for how we will integrate with the lads. Because, you know, we've had the whole problem when uh, the Chilino era and there was... Um, all those poor people from all over the place just dumped in uh, in Leeds with absolutely no way of communicating with uh, with Liam Cooper and the other people who'd just been brought in and dumped from around England, sticking Billy Sharp and Mirko Antonucci in a room together and going, go on, get on with it, just didn't work. Whereas um, the ability to, uh, to communicate, and it prevents as well, because I think we were uh, talking about the change at Leeds and kind of the way it's culturally shifting from the championship players to Premier League players and there are more Spanish and Portuguese speakers coming to the club with Rafinha and Rodrigo and Helder Costa that, that, that's not going to be forming a, any kind of clique it won't be those lads over there and we saw Rafinha and Stuart Dallas draped over each other at the Player of the Year Awards laughing at each other's um, linguistic abilities it all seems that's a, that test that they, they kind of had as well where... The dickhead test, is it? Yeah, they've they've got to not be dickheads. They can have dickhead hair, as you established, is allowable in Rafinha's case. But um, it feels like he passes the dickhead test. Um, just looking on Wikipedia, which obviously we know is very, very instructive when it comes to anything. You can learn anything off Wikipedia, and it's all definitely true. Anyway, it tells me that in, um, in the Dominican Republic, which is where he's originally from, his family are from, that English is a mandatory foreign language in the schools there. It's the Spanish is the first language, but they have to learn English now. I know he, he left when he was six, didn't he, to move to move to Spain. But even still, if he's done early years and there's been a bit of English thrown around, then it's it's a good grounding, isn't it? Better uh, than my Spanish, I'll say that. I almost wish we could have something like that here, so that I could be more proficient in uh, in other languages. I think the only concern with uh, Junior Furpo from everything I've read and heard about him is that he can't fucking defend. So that's going to be. <laughs> um, Sounds like it's going to be interesting. He does. He seems like he brings to defending what Gianni Alioski brought to defending. So that's um, that's going to be interesting to see how that develops. But it was all it's all been put in the the context of I think um, Gilem Baleg was saying uh, who Gilem Baleg. Yeah, I, w- I wish they'd done a bit more Spanish in, uh, in English primary schools. <laughs> was as well. saying Gilem Baleg. It's yeah. the things you can learn. Baleguey. You know, they can uh, 
teach him to defend proper. <laughs> Uh, well, Dermo Corrigan, who uh, Dermot Corrigan, who we spoke to on on the Phil Hay show, it's like it's probably coachable mm. in him, and he was great at, at Betis when he was there, more so on the front foot than the back foot. But then Betis set up to play much in the same way that Bielsa's leads do, like one to one all over the pitch. And imagine if there's one guy who can possibly educate him in the ways of uh, positioning and man to man marking, it's going to be Bielsa. He's just got to shepherd whoever, whatever fancy pants winger is trying to run past him in the direction of Liam Cooper and then Cooper can just bang him. And the other point to this is that he's got Jackie Harrison who's one of the hardest working footballers in the world in front of him who will uh, no doubt help him in that regard. But I'm excited by it. I'm excited by his moustache. What do you think of his moustache? I know other players have moustaches. Like, who was it that I noticed that he's carrying a tash? Helder Costa has got a tash at the minute. The guy in uh, the Italy backroom staff. He but, has uh, a tash. But Helder Costa's tash is not as it's not as prominent as Junior Furpo's. Um it's not as prominent as like Glyn Snodden's was. I can't this is an old Mary Whitehouse experience thing. I think they were talking about John Major perhaps, where it's like, does he have a mustache or does he not? And they described it as being like if you stared at a mustache shaped light bulb for ages and then looked really quickly at his face. <laughs> that's kind of Helder Costa's uh, mustache. It's like, is that is it there? It is there. I think what's nice about Furpo's is that it's it's a full moustache, but it's sort, you can tell it's been sort of thinned out a bit. Like he likes it. He doesn't want it bushy. He doesn't want it Tom Selleck style. Mm. But it's, a, it's definitely a level above stubble. He's just gone, he's like done a grade two on it or something to keep it. A, I'd like him, I'd like a, him to. A regimented length. To go full hipster on it and, you know, do, do the twiddly ends. Because mm. that's quite, quite cool these days, isn't it? For, uh, well, for wankers. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot he can do with it and it would be nice to see him do it if he can't tackle then maybe he can wax his tash and or, we'll just see that different every game. Well, maybe he uses a, I don't know, increasingly elaborate set of moustache stylings to distract the person that he's up against. So if he's playing against Jaden Sancho on the opening day of the season at Old Trafford, then it comes in full handlebar maybe. And I think I was advocating the, a Chuck Berry with like, where he sort of makes it nice and thin like a little pencil one. I think that'll suit him quite nice. Not, the, old, not, uh, the, not the toothbrush moustache, no? That's Pascal Stroik's department though, isn't it? The little... the the Cavalier set up the, the Van Dyke. I'd like to see him um, chasing Jaden Sancho with his uh, his moustache grown so long that he's plaited it into his chest hair and he can play it like a harp. And it's nice to have a specialist left back. That's the important thing. We've been lacking one for a while. Poor old Barry Douglas. We don't, we're only lacking one because we sent him to Blackburn. Yeah. Poor sod. And now he's uh, going back to Lech, isn't he? Mm. Lech Poznan taking him back. I hope that works out for him. He's very successful there before one the league and the Super Cup. I like him as a human, Barry, for this reason, that he's he's got that, he's got a spirit of adventure, hasn't he? You can imagine him uh, thinking, ah, sod it, let's, let's go to Mongolia for a season. Why not just experience the culture? I wonder if um, Poznan can be drawn against whatever team Alioski ends up with next season. We can see them clash in Europe. They'll be on opposite wings, I suppose, but maybe they can run to the centre circle and embrace like brothers. Hey, Sean McGurk doesn't look like I expected Sean McGurk to look. He's a Weasley brother. Is the only way to describe it for Harry Potter fans. Given we've been linked with him for absolutely ages, I'm sort of surprised I've never seen what he looks like. Mm. But yeah, it took me by surprise. I've got to say, does he know the barbers have have opened again? It's not um, not full lockdown anymore. The um, older listeners will remember Fergal Sharkey singing "A Good Heart Is Hard to Find" in the 1980s, and um, yeah, Ginger Fergal Sharkey turning up. Willem Dafoe hints of that. It's sort of like a Roberto Mancini early 90s look, bit, isn't it? A bit of the Thomas Frank about it. Oh, that's true. Which is a shame. But his face looks nicer. He doesn't look um, quite like a, a creep in the same way. And you can trust, <laughs> is he from Wigan? 
He's a scouser, isn't he? Well, I mean, there's fine lines, isn't there? Well, which... I say he's a scouser. He, he was apparently, when he, he played against uh, Man United in the Youth Cup and he celebrated by doing like a, it held up his fingers, six fingers. That's, I think that's a five and a one combination, not okay. the usual Wigan, etc., right. etc. Et he yeah. appears to be a bar consultant in the Manchester area, according to um, LinkedIn. So that tells me I'm spelling his name wrong. Who is this kid? It's, um, I mean, he only signed about five minutes before we decided to record this podcast. So um, even though we have been linked to him for several years, perhaps our... Oh, does he not? I think, I think you're really struggling is because he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. No, he, well... No, I'm struggling because he doesn't have an I in his surname. He's pure Sean McGurk. I thought it was like a Sean McGwork, like a Guire, like a Maguire. What are you thinking he's of a, Sean Maguire? If this was Sean Maguire, he would be Sean McGurk. The uh, the square ball podcast really uh, hitting on those hot button topics. But he can't be. Who's who is called? I mean, yes, the Yorkshire Evening Post have a clickbait article saying exactly who is Sean McGurk. How dare he have this name? Did you navigate the 50 ads and the survey? It's not even clicking on it. To get through I'll, that. I'll find somewhere somewhere else I can actually read. Midfielder. It's got a lot of goals in, I quite uh, like, um, in their 18s. There's another. I'm trying to talk about here. football. I'm trying to talk about well, football. Well, this is football. Oh, good. Because he's um, described on this as midfielder McGurk. And I wonder if he can get his name changed from Sean by deed poll and just call himself from now on midfielder McGurk. Do you think we're going to get a McGurk effect from him? Yeah, that's right. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but McGurk effect does. It's um, it's a perceptual phenomenon that demonstrates an interaction between hearing and vision in speech perception. Well, give me an example. Uh, well, it's complicated. Yeah, is I'm, what I'm, I'm going to say. I'm ready. To, um, I'm ready to receive. I'm the like, illusion I'm like, occurs I'm like, I'm when like the, number Johnny Five here. I want input. Need input. The illusion occurs when the auditory component of one sound is paired with the visual component of another sound. Oh, leading to the perception of a third sound. Okay, right. so I think it's like when you see those clips. That, that Laurel thingy, that clip. Laurel Janney, I think it was, wasn't it? Or something? Yes, I think it's one of them. Oh, it's right. like, so I, I don't think he invented that anyway. No. Is he related to Georgia McGurk, who uh, the Irish rugby star Sean O'Brien split from? He was the Tullo Tank. I don't know if she had a nickname. There's all the McGurks I can find. Anyway, it looks good and it's a mate for Joffy. Back to the football. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they're all pals from um, Wigan, aren't they? I don't know how many more Wiganers we can bring in. I like people from Wigan. They're fine. So, um, But you're, he does appear to have been born in Liverpool, but it's all the same thing. Well, Joff, Joffy's a Scouse Wigan player, isn't he, as well? So he's probably can, he can get a lift to training with Joffy's mum. I'm gradually sort of um, reconciling myself to it since we've had Adam Forshaw for around, around for a while. The idea of Leeds players with Scouse accents is... Um, Are we becoming a special club? A special club? I noticed um, Adam Forshaw was talking to kids over Zoom this week about kind of um, mental health problems during lockdown and was asked if he had any sort of advice of how to get to any recommended cold showers which <laughs> 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 quite tough he was saying that that's what works for him is like his, his morning routine is he he gets up and he, he makes sure his, that his morning routine is very set so he has a big glass of water and, this, and actually I've, I've started having cold showers to wake me up in the morning I think I'm not sure if a class of nine-year-olds I have a cry <laughs> and a cold shower then I drink me old piss. <laughs> I go out and I'm beaten with uh, old branches until I'm, I'm uh, until the blood is running through my body. I've again. done some things I'm not proud of, <laughs> but a cold shower just seems to wash it away. <laughs> Have a hearty breakfast on a, a crust of bread. He's uh, wrestled away from a sparrow. <laughs> oh wow! But yeah, he can at least um, he can. Don't do what I did, kids. <laughs> he can make Sean. Feel at home, can't he? 
uh, Kiko, it looks like, is uh, not going to be with us for the forthcoming season. Uh, LUFC Fan Zone have been doing some uh, some good work, ringing up people's agents, asking questions, fair enough, and reporting back to us on Twitter. And they've spoken to Kiko's agent, and he said that he's in Spain looking for a new club for a, for a loan for this season. I think hopefully that's the last we've seen of him. Hasn't he got another... I think he's got two years. Two years. Contract, he's got yeah. this next season and the one after, but he's not coming back, is he? <laughs> well, Unless he impresses on loan. Well, he's not coming back, is he? Well, the danger is if he goes there and he's terrible and then they don't want him another year. and then... he's, back, he's back in but, January. But as you said, you've said, Michael, in the last hour or whatever, football's full of idiots. There's always one idiot who'll, who'll take him. I suppose someone might get... It's, it's early in the summer to be desperate, though, isn't it? Um, Is he... Oh, club desperate. Yeah. 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 Like, I can only imagine we're going to end up still forking out for a load of his wages, but it's it's best to just move on from him, isn't it? I ju- yeah, I just think he's he's a problem... Best put at arm's length, should we say? He's fine as long as he wasn't playing. When he was doing the stuff like Bielsa was saying, he's he's been very good working with Ilan Melier, and Melier has a lot to thank him for. And you know, it's been the thing that he's as long as he's turning up to Thorpe Arch every day, doing the work to with Marcus Abad and uh, Melier to make sure Melier is number one. Fine, and you can ignore the fact that he's never said sorry to Jonathan Lico. But it's just those that risk of of Melier being um, injured or us somehow sticking with him through a cup run and getting to the FA Cup final or something and loyalty out because he these goalkeepers and blah 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 easier if he's just not here and we might get somebody better and cheaper probably do need a new goalkeeper now don't we mm. Andy Lonergan Billy Peacock Farrell make a return you never not, not getting the game time at, at Burnley could uh, compete for the number one spot Marco Silvestri has been uh, impressing at Verona so maybe he could come back should we look because it's always the thing with goalkeepers it's always been the thing that we can only ever discuss goalkeepers if we've either played for us before or are from Yorkshire. So David Stockdale is obviously somebody who we have to be David considering. David, David Seaman. Probably, maybe a little bit old. but um, He's available though. Rob Green. Knows the club. And, you know, Rob Green. Scott Carson was at Manchester City last year if we're looking for an experienced player to, uh, to come in. So there's lots of options out there and we don't have to worry about goalkeepers that we've not heard of before because they're irrelevant. I was, that was my next question, actually, that I was going to say. Do we need to consider somebody outside those no. parameters? But uh, No, absolutely not. Just go go with what you know. And Felix Fiedveld's got his career back together in Holland, so could be time for him to do uh, the milk <laughs> baby returns in triumph. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Incredibly, we are still employing Lawrence DeBock for one more year, albeit not under our stewardship. He's off away. He's not coming back either. He's in, he's in Belgium. It's one of the um, underrated Derby casualties is Lawrence DeBock. Not the Derby playoff, but predating it. Because he looked like he solved all our left-back problems in one swarthy Belgian when he turned up. And then... For how long? How long do you think, I think he, it was he about, looked- I think it was about two games. Yeah. And then we played uh, Derby away and he was just an absolute nightmare. Everything went wrong. And... Um, never recovered from that I think he got injured shortly afterwards and then um, and that was the last of him I can't remember why but I watched that derby game by myself in the Peacock I think I was driving back from somewhere I didn't have time to get home and I was like well I'll, I'll just go in here and I'll watch it and it was awful right. was that is that the last we ever saw of him did he make a single appearance after that I'm trying to I remember I think he may have done yeah but in, when we were desperate he, he kind of had to come back in well but... there's interesting parallels with our new £13 million left back Junior Firpo who was uh, yanked off at half time on his debut for Barcelona Be nice for him uh, and uh, and according to Dermot Corrigan, who we spoke to on the Phil Hay show, never really recovered from that. So let's hope we get off to a better start with Junior. Lawrence played a total of seven games for us in the Championship. I don't know if the Derby one was his last one. We, we never kept any clean sheets, did we? I think that was the famous yeah. yeah. I know when he went on loan to Sunderland, um, a guy I used to work with is a, a big Sunderland fan, and he was like, He's only good then. He's like, we're terrible. I was like, he'll fit right he's, in. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's got to be better than what we've got. I was like, well, wait, 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 wait till you see him first. You might not, you might not necessarily go along with that. Uh, even and he was like, not even in League One. I was like, mm, just wait and see. Just wait and see. No, soccer base reckon he played in a nil-nil draw away to Hull. Derby was his penultimate game, so his record at Leeds was uh, the three-four defeat to Millwall, the nil-nil with Hull, then the four-one to Cardiff that cost Christensen his job. The glorious beginning to the Paul Heckenbottom era when we lost 2-1 to Sheffield United. Uh, a 2-2 against Bristol. The 2-2 with Derby. Um, so even though that game was terrible, we did actually draw. And then another 2-2. It was all the Desmonds. Uh, 2-2 away to Reading. And that must have been when he was uh, injured and done for. But when he arrived, I mean, it was all about can he get back into the Belgian international team? And is that looking likely? <laughs> I mean, we've seen Belgium. They're good now. <laughs> so, no. Uh, imagine, imagine if we'd have seen Lawrence at these Euros. Why is he not starting for Leeds? Pre-season is not a million miles away. I know we've got Calvin to bring home the bacon first from uh, from the Euros. But as soon as that's all done and dusted on Sunday... That's a bit of a hurtful comment, considering we just beat Denmark. Very true. Uh, we can then turn our attention to Leeds United again, good and proper. And we, while we will bring the Euro ball to an end we will I'm sure we'll still open European stickers because we've got a massive album to fill and um, not many stickers in there pre-season tickets potentially available for, for Fleetwood and, and Blackburn would you like to go to those yes both of them I would definitely like to go to Blackburn well I've never been to Fleetwood so I'd, I'd rather go to that one actually but um, Blackburn would be good it'd be almost there would be as many Leeds fans as Blackburn fans at Ewood Park just a chance to get back in 
Oh, God, it'll be so good. And Simon Grayson's been hinting at treats for the Fleetwood game. don't know what's, um, what it's all about, but he was like, oh, this, uh, Leeds have made some special requests. Is it a marching band, do you think? A police dog show? You know, like they used to do at half-time on, on the pitch at Ellen Road in the 80s. It could be the uh, the quote is um, a parachutist. We haven't had a parachutist for a number of years. That always used to be good fun when the Royal Marines had parachuting or something. He said uh, to arrange the fixture, Grayson says, "I was dealing with Victor Orta, who was the sporting director at Leeds." Actually, do you want to do? Do you want to do this in Simon's voice? No, don't make me. <laughs> there you are. You no, read off there. No, I like You're Simon Grayson. Yeah, and he loves hearing your uh, your impression of him. I'm really very sorry. Simon Grayson is one of my favourite Leeds managers. I've had some great memories it's watching his team. It's all very affectionate. I was dealing with Victor Arto, sporting director at Leeds. I'm not sure about Mr. Bielsa, but he did have an input into it. There are certain things that we'll agree will happen in the game, which may not be what you've seen previously, but you have to wait and see. It's nothing major, but it's something they've asked us if we will be happy to do, and we've agreed to it. It's very intriguing, that, isn't it? Something that's never been seen in the game before. Do you think it's going to be playing with 13 men or something absolutely bonkers? We're using hands. I'm sure players sometimes do train with hands to get to do posi- like shape and stuff, don't they? They'll stand in mm. in positions just to make it so they can they can kind of get used to where they need to be and stuff. So who knows? Maybe we'll see the great hybrid. Or maybe it'll be um maybe Casper Gorks will finally be playing for Leeds and Simon Grayson can get his wish. It'll be Gorks and McCauley at centre back, the uh, the never promoted team that he he should have been in charge of. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they uh they pull out the bag for that. Maybe it's fireworks. Maybe it's a free ride on the tram to Blackpool. Have I imagined this? Or is it was it a different ground where someone parachuted into the stadium and hit the roof? Was that was it at Villa Park? Maybe possibly. I don't know. I vaguely remember this in the nineties that someone ended up sort of yeah, s- Villa Park. slapping off the roof and then falling off. Well, they um, I think they ended up hanging. The parachute was um, caught, and so they were just suspended from it, swinging in the air until somebody got a ladder and got them down. I'd enjoy seeing that, I think. That's why I've, I've never travelled by parachute since, so yeah, that put me right off. <laughs> but yeah, it would be nice to get back in the ground, and we've got the Papa John's coming as well. Some more games we could possibly go watch some children playing at, and uh, can't even see Kiko in that if he is off on loan. I'm quite looking forward to the Papa John's. I'm seeing it as like a little League One reunion tour almost. Like I don't know, the prospect of going to Tranmere again just made me think, ah, oh, be quite good, that. Well, Looking forward, I think the last time I was at Tramway, I think Paul Dickoff played. Well, I'm eyeballing Oldham, actually, which is on... You know, you know, we, sometimes you get to September, like the schools go back that sort of first week of September, and you always have a really nice couple of weeks of weather, don't you? Like that, like the Indian summer that's coming round. Even if that's happening countrywide at uh, the back end of September when we play Oldham, 28th, Tuesday the 28th. Sleet. It, yeah, it'll be sleeting. It'll be about minus five up there in the Pennine Hills. The, one of the coldest places, I think, on earth. I think the last time I saw us play at Oldham, I think Hogan Ephraim scored. So that's that again dates yeah, that yeah, the yeah. um the on loan QPR player, I yeah. think he was at the time. So yeah. It's really oh, funny, great isn't memories. It? We're we're more than a year into lockdown and obviously travel restrictions even within the country have made it very difficult to kind of get to places and do any sightseeing or go on a, a holiday or a or a break and here we are like excited that the world is coming back to normal and we can rush straight back. To Birkenhead. Come on. <laughs> Birkenhead. Oldham and Salford, you suddenly realise that the uh, the Pandini may be over, but we still live in the fucking north. And Salford uh, City, of course, playing at the Peninsula Stadium. Uh, we play stadium. them too often. It's, well, the Peninsula Stadium... I think stadium, we may have only played them once ever, but I think that's too much. But you, you've ruined my out there on the island in the sea joke about the Peninsula, never mind. Well, I was actually looking at where this is, because uh, looking at the logistics of getting there, and it's not even in bloody Salford. No? It looks like it's more in... Um, 
can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Liverpool. Warrington. Anyway, while he's working that out, you're uh, out on the island. It's not, oh, it's not an island, it's a peninsula, isn't it? It's out fun. on the island over the sea is because I think you've seen that on our list of things to talk about, Matthias Bogus has been put beneath the Salford City fixture and how, you're, linking his move, you're linking his move to yeah. Ibiza out on the island over the sea with the Wenger Boys song and somehow circling that back to Salford City. How, how old is Bogus? I think he's 19. And presumably he's on a professional contract, which is going to bring him a decent wedge of money, even if it's not like, you know, tens of thousands, he's going to be on a f- decent amount of cash. Is it wise sending somebody of that age to Ibiza armed with money? It's Ryan Edmondson and Arthur McCalmont I feel sorry for. I wonder if they were offered this gig. They were like, there is a beach where you're going. Yeah, That's good. Very similar. I'll give you, I'll give you some clues. You're all three of you are going to places with beaches. <laughs> you can draw, You can draw one out and see what you get. Poor lads. It seems like he's probably not going to play for us now. It's strange, isn't it? I mean, if, if he doesn't make it in football, maybe he could get a job at Manumission. I don't know, firing ping pong balls out of his arse or something, whatever <laughs> it is that they do at Manumission. If that is indeed still a nightclub. If not, Google it, kids. And finally for this show, then, we, we've had glimpses at the new kit. It's not been released yet at the time of recording. should be any time soon, you would imagine, given that we've got to it play has in it. Australia. Yeah. yeah. To just one person. Yeah, but Australia's <laughs> in the future, isn't it? That's true, yeah. They drove in their DeLorean to their local JD Sports and uh, got one from under the counter that uh, got them into trouble. Oh, it's Rebel Sports, isn't it? The, the shop that's been selling it, which no makes sense. No wonder they're just selling whatever they want. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, we're not supposed to sell this, but have it anyway. Oh, we mate. won't even charge you for it. I remember in the early days of, of internet shopping, ordering a, a copy of Championship Manager that arrived like two days before the actual release date. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Just looking into the post, it's like, can't be, can it? Was that a special 48 hours for Oh you? my goodness. I'm going to have to bring my um, pretend illness forward by 48 hours so I can not go to school. What do you reckon of that kit then? Assuming it is the, the, the released one with the, the Henley collar with buttons on it and that's a kit in it. Pretty horrible, I think, but I'm not equally that bothered. I need to see somebody wearing that collar to see how it actually looks on a person um, hanging on a hanger. I don't like it. Do you think they're trying a bit hard with the kits? in some Because there's not a lot you can do with an all-white kit apart from dick around with the Adidas stripes and... You know, and the shade of yellow on the stripes. Well, that's it. Is that it's, you've got to kind of view it in a in the context of the whole contract. So they're in it for five years, aren't they? So you've got blue stripes the first year. What can we do second year? Let's put yellow ones on it. What we're going to do third year? Is it going to be back to blue? Mixture, which is what it should have been. Well, I don't think Adidas do that on football kits anymore, do they? Start. How about you start? Eh? They do on the training kits. They do one colour on one shoulder and yeah. one on the other, and that would look terrible, so I'm they shouldn't do that. I think sure. Moscow said about that they just, have, just the stitching, if that was a... A contrast colour or something. Yeah, would, would it always nice. it just I always go back to the the first Nike one, the Champions League shirt, where it's just everything was white, but then when it came to the um the collar and cuffs, mm. just two very, very thin piping threads. Not oh. even piping, they were just like almost just a couple of threads wide. Yeah. Just to give it that little It was the seasoning, wasn't it? It was the touch. seasoning in the dish at the end. And that we're only just getting one a season seems a bit mean. Yeah. We could have two. The collar is a little colors. bit Puma Packard bellish, which I because I remember those buttons. They were like, they were rubbery, weren't they? Which mm. was quite, it was quite nice it was to, a high quality, to sort of twiddle them. High quality button. The Puma Packard bell collar was a beautiful thing. What worries me about this collar is the way it, it kind of, it has that dip. There's mm. like a little cutout. It drops a little bit and then there's, and then the buttons start. Whereas the Packard Bell one kind of crossed over. So when it was, it formed a, just a neat V and there was no messing about. Whereas this has got like, it's not just a V, it's, 
it's like a letter Y mm. and, um, or like one of those, uh, it's like taking the Macron man and putting it below your throat as if he's holding up your chin. Your Adam's apple. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, you, um, say, you, say that. you need to see it on someone, but the problem is we'll first see it on like Jackie and Calvin. And they'll probably be stumbling around in the dark beneath the cop. <laughs> Nobody, somebody put a light on yeah, so we can see this kit. Maybe that's what the yellow's for. Maybe it does It Le- does actually glow in the dark. Leeds United's home kit is all black with yellow flashing <laughs> until we switch the light on and then you can see. But yeah, it, once once it's put on um, mere mortals, it look like a sack of shit. <laughs> and and why, why are we using fluorescent yellow? We don't need to do that. I'm fine for an away kit. I'm fine having a little tweak and a little play with the away kit. Don't need to be on that. I think kit. the fluorescent element of it does acid yellow it does bring back a slight memory yeah. of the, the the macron black and what was it green was that yellow i think it was more green mm. end of it wasn't it i've just remembered actually when billy painter was um did the kit launch and had big tits on it <laughs> and that was better because you got more of an you got more of an indication yeah. of how it would look on you billy big boobs painter whereas when, oh, when jackie it. harrison turns up with his with his body fit shirt on you're gonna go yeah but realistically that's not yeah that's a that's a good few stone away is that look the thing is, as well, with like the kit deal, is that we're not yet like very top tier with Adidas. Like, you know, from what Angus Kinnear was saying, like kit sales are absolutely fantastic and have probably surpassed what Adidas thought they would shift as well. But you don't get the right to dictate too much about what you're going to have until you've kind of proven yourself with Adidas because they've got, you know, some massive contracts, haven't they? I think but, you can ask for something nice. I know, but I've said just literally the, the way that Adidas work is that until you sell a particular volume you get less control over what goes into the shirt so they keep giving you horrible ones so you can't sell lots of them so you never get to ask is that how they just we just they'll never sell that so then they won't bother us with their bespoke designs well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i would have maybe said can we have something a bit better have you got any other ones let's just have a look at something else you must have done you must have done some of the designs it's the classic home kit problem isn't it it's the one i guess newcastle face each year is like what do you do with black and white stripes what do you do with an all-white kit and there's only certain bits you can tweak before you run out of things to tweak, and it's collar, it's stripes, it's it's pattern in the shirt. But they've gone for a plain home shirt, like a plain pattern each time. And that, I don't know. It just feels a bit underwhelming. I just I just thought we'd get more from Adidas, but I also understand in the context of us not selling the volume of shirts that some of the other clubs with Adidas do. At the risk of turning into Phil Hay momentarily, Hearts always seem to do very well out of Umbro with what is just a purple shirt. They always seem to somehow... Um, season after season. I think I saw the new one this year and was a bit, nah, they fucked it up. But usually, whenever that pops up on the um, new kit websites, it's always like, yeah, that's that's how you do a simple shirt and just vary it a little bit um, without pissing anybody off. What I will say... So we should have gone with Umbro, not Adidas. That's the problem, isn't it? Is the thing that we say every year, and that's, yeah, I'll be gone in a year, won't it? Don't matter. And also... If we win in it, then... I was going to say, no one was in love with last year's kit and I think of it quite fondly now because yeah. we, we won and some the purple, games. the purple Rafinha kit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, like the away one. So I, I look looking forward to seeing the um, what the rumoured away one is for this year which looks like that sort of very dark midnighty blue kind of uh, black speckly thing with um, you know, I think it's the acid yellow again on the sleeves and uh, and whatnot which I think will be quite cool. I've always quite fancied an away kit looking like that. Where, where have those rumours come from? Oh, it's, it's footy insider, isn't it? Who tend to get the leaks every year. But they, they do like renders, which I think, which is where the, the rendered V-neck for this year's home kit came from. So they do a render based on what they hear. And then people pick up on it and seem to run with it and have knockoffs made from DHgate in China and, and so on and so forth. But the, the away pattern seems to be like a, a, a sort of deep blue kind of black speckly thing. Um, isn't there a lilac third in the mix as well? Yeah. 
but it's just that we kind of get we get the generic Adidas collar from each year. That but I, then the green and blue with the generic Sheffield United collar, I think they were the that, most that notable. That thick users. V-neck wasn't it that Adidas ran ran with for a lot of kits. And there's like Leicester's home kit had that V-neck as well. Ended up looking very nice. Yeah. I think that's the other thing as well is when you're watching the players running around in them, they look fine. Like the um, the Puma away kits at the Euros are all objectively horrible. Man City have got that for this forthcoming season, haven't they? But, but it's Man City on there, the tits. Watching them playing in it looks fine. Yeah. Like I'm not watching Italy games feeling like I want to scratch my eyes out because of the horror of what I'm seeing. It's just like, yeah, they're, they're, I can tell them apart. I know which team's which and it works on that level and that's fine. And just at some point, give us a normal yellow kit with some normal yellow colours. I think that's all we'd ask for. That'd keep everybody happy for a bit. Well, do people buy yellow kits? If they're good, yes. I yeah. mean, people could maybe prove that because there is a yellow square ball t-shirt available on our <laughs> website that is uh, just... Can't wait for the lilac range. Just plain yellow with a um, a square ball badge on it. And uh, I mean, if, if sales of that suddenly went through the roof, we might be able to then take that to uh, Angus Kinnear and say... Are we offering to buy out Adidas? Take them out of the deal? They can't ignore uh, the kind of sales figures that we're about to get <laughs> as people vote with their their feet by buying a square ball. When they look out at Elland Road on the first game of the season against Everton, nobody's wearing this new, any of these new monstrosities. Because they the still haven't got, got them on sale yet. Yeah, <laughs> and because they, they only ordered about six in, uh, in large and they've all gone. And all they see is a sea of yellow square ball t-shirts. The penny will drop. Did and then see, uh, everybody can bin them and buy the lead shirts. Did you see the the retro Scotland shirt that someone had ordered from from I think it was I assume it was DHgate or some Chinese website. Did you see it, Dan? It was uh, it was one of the old ones. Where it's got the embroidery of the the World Cup and where it should have said FIFA World Cup Mexico '86. It said Fav Wuxel the Cup <laughs> Mexico '86. Loved it. Looked like I'm it had been um, OCR'd off a picture, hadn't it? They'd done um, text from the image and just yeah. slapped that on. I'm sure Adidas will will do just fine. Great bunch of lads, etc., etc. Well, let's wrap it up there for this one, this uh, Leeds-flavoured Euro ball, and we'll see what unfolds in the next um, next week or so, and you know, come back with some more more signings. We're not expecting anything, are we, for a while? I'm sure that was um, that's what Graham was saying. That's what Graham was saying, yeah. which I guess has come from the club saying just just everyone well, calm down. Victor needs to fly off somewhere and self isolate for another five days, doesn't he? So he does it, doesn't he? It's like his penance. It's how he it's how he shows he's serious. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. I know you, the restriction, you double jab, you don't need to do it anymore. I want to. Yeah, we've got four sure with these cold showers. It's all the right bunch of Puritans. Somebody <laughs> just needs to, uh, um, Ian Pervader's going to be in with a, sh- a shock coming back from Jamaica to this new regime. Have a listen over on the Extra Ball as well. We're doing a double Q&A, one this week, one next week, where we tackle your questions. And um, we'll be back with more Euroball in the wake of... Uh, England's final match against Italy will return on Monday. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.